Good morning, what's up? It's your girl, Lady Sage, and you already know I'm in the building. Welcome, good morning, good morning. Start your morning off with a five-minute, five-minute word. Today, we're going to head to Habeka. Habeka 2. And this, this, this chapter has really been on my heart. And um, it's something that I'm presently working on. So, write the vision. Write the vision. This talks about writing the vision and making it plain. So let me get into the scripture. It says Habakkuk 2, 1. I will stand at my watch and, my, and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give this complaint. Because remember, Habakkuk 1, he was complaining, right? Then the Lord replied, write down the vision and make it plain on a tablet so that the herald may run with it. So all that hears, all who, who gets a chance to, to get that revelation, make it so plain, make it so clear that they're able to run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed, appointed time. So think about that. So we have moments in life where we are pressed with things in our hearts, pressed with things in our soul. But you remember how and when Esther was um, debating on whether or not she, if she should do what Mordecai says, he says, for such a time as this, right? For the revelation awaits for an appointed time. So everything has a time, right? And everything has a season. It speaks to the end and will not prove false, right? So that's what it's saying. So for the revelation awaits in a appointed time, it speaks to the end and will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. So though what you're writing, the visions that you see, the things that you want, though it seems like it takes for a while, you just hold on. It's, 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 it's coming. And it's not delaying. It has a time and it has a season. See, he is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous will live by his faith. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest. Because he is as greedy as the grave. And like death is never sacrificed. Sorry, like death is never satisfied. So I'll read that again, okay? See, he is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous will live by his faith. Indeed, wine portrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest. Because he is as greedy as the grave. And like death, is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and carries captive all the people. Will not all of them taunt him with ridicule or scorn, saying, Woe to him who piles up stones, got goods, and makes himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? Will you will not your debaters suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their victim, because you have plundered many nations. The people who are left will plunder you, for you have shed men's blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his realm by unjust gain 
and sets his nest on high to escape the clenching of ruins. So it's saying those people, uh, it's those who who are basically is what I'm I'm getting a revelation. You may get different revelations, right? Roll to him who builds the realm by unjust gain. So the things that you gain that's unjust, just, but you're building upon that as if it was a justified thing, right? You have plotted the ruins of many people, shaming your own house and fortifying your life. The stones of the wall will cry out and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by crime. So God wants us to keep our hands clean, right? He wants us to keep our hands clean. Um, I, the institution called church. The institution that we call church. The establishment. There's a lot of bloodshed and a lot of crimes. And I'm just going to stop right there. Alright, I'm going to keep going on. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people labor is only fuel for the fire? That the nation exalts themselves for them nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Wow. So the earth, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of glory of the Lord. We have a, we're in the age of what? Technology and knowledge, right? As the waters cover the sea. So it's saying that the earth will be filled with so much knowledge of the glory of the Lord that it will cover the sea. Woe to him who drinks his neighbors. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors. Pours it from the wineskins until they are drunk. So that he can gaze on to their naked bodies. And that, I feel like, comes also comes from when Noah, right? Remember when, but when Noah got out of the boat, right? And he got drunk. And his sons, his one son gazed upon his naked body. And he got cursed, right? So God, it's like God, God specifically does not like that. Like, he does not like when people knowingly do things to see things to harm others or to do things for their own gain, right? So you will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and be exposed. Wow, so it's saying that the same cup uh, that you've done to somebody else could also be coming back to you. The cup from the Lord's right hand is coming around to you. And disgrace will be covered, cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and the destruction of the animals will terrify you. For you have shed man's blood. You have destroyed man and city and everyone in them. If what value is an idol since a man has carved it, or an image that teaches lies? For he who makes it trust in his own creation, he makes idols and can't speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life, or to the lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Blessed is the reading of this word. May we gain an understanding and the knowledge of God's glory.
So I really, really been listening to uh, Habaka. So if you guys don't already know, there's there's uh, apps out there where you can listen to the Bible. It will read it to you if you just want a straightforward. They have different um, denom. Uh, they have different. Uh, uh, I want to say denominations because they're not denominations. They have different um, readings. You know, dramatic. They have King James Version, New King James Version, New New King James Version. Whatever it is, they have different ones. They have ones that you can um, hear in different like it could be African American it could be Native American it could be like they have different readings so check it out Bible.is it's, I feel like it might be on almost every Bible app now before it was only just like Bible.is that had it um, but we have the ability to be listening to the word of God all the time but you also need to read the word of God to read it for yourself because when you read it for yourself sometimes God gives you different revelations and when you read it out loud you're going to get a different revelation than when you read it inwardly so there's active things that you have to be doing to gain understanding for the word of God so that is some bible knowledge for you all so first make sure you're listening to the bible if you can't read it make sure you're listening like if, when i say if you can't read it if your life is super busy like my life is super busy and sometimes we can't sit down to read and by all means please listen to the bible but make sure that you etch out time in your busy busy schedule to also read the word of god because that's where the holy spirit opens your eyes and he gains you under gives you understanding and then do do another thing and ask God to reveal himself to you every single day. Like, God, reveal yourself to me. It could be in the trees. It could be in the sky. It could be when you're driving. It could be when you're walking. You could get revelation by looking at the grass, by looking at ants, by looking at buildings. Like, God can reveal himself to you in so many different facets. So make sure you also ask God to please reveal yourself to me today. Please give me a revelation that shows me um, what you, your plans and purposes are for my, for my life, right? We, we tend to not ask God. We're, we tend to not have expectations, great expectations. You got to have expectations when you're going somewhere, right? Case in point, if you're going to Hershey Park, right? Your expectations, if you've never been there, it's just, oh my gosh, I know that's where chocolate comes from. Like, I know that's where Hershey, Hershey bars come, right? We have an expectation that when I go to Hershey Park, I know that they're going to have the candy that I like. Or I know that I'm probably going to be smelling chocolate, right? Or I know that I'm going to get on some rides, right? I know that I'll be in the water park. We have these expectations, and we're never, ever... We don't, we don't, we're not, um, so we have these expectations. We're not disappointed. That's the word I was looking for. We don't get disappointed when we go there. They always have our chocolate bars. They have, un, like, chocolate bars bigger than arms, right? We always smell chocolate, Right? We can go in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, in the winter, and we won't be disappointed. Those things are there. 
So we have these great expectations because we're going to this particular place. We're going to see these things. So we put up our expectations. And when we get there, we're not disappointed. So the same way we do that with Hershey Park, the same way we do that with uh, concerts, it's the same way we have to do that with the Word of God. We have to put our expectations out there. Let's have great expectations. Like when I read the Word, I'm going to gain a revelation. When I read the Word, I'm expecting God to move on my behalf and show me something or provide something to me. When I read the Word, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, encourage someone else. My expectation is to teach someone else what I've learned. My expectation is for God to move on my behalf in my finances or God to move on my behalf with my relationships. Those are expectations. So put, guys, these are expectations that we should be putting out there. Right? The world is so um, freely open to putting expectations out. Right? Those self uh, affirmations like tell yourself this tell yourself that they're not all that like put your expectations out there what do you spiritually want to learn do those expectations and then do some research and find those places sometimes they have churches that talk about faith you know they might be in school of ministry or healing right if that's what you're you feel like God is pushing you or pulling you into then do me a favor, right? Connect yourself with that thing. Put yourself in that environment. It's kind of like school when we want a degree. We put ourselves in an environment to be able to get a degree. Same thing spiritually. Also do that. Put yourself in those arenas. Have those expectations. Put, allow yourself to be educated. Allow yourself to, be, to, get, to gain the knowledge, right? And... Let's be vessels for the Lord. Now, if you guys are just stumbling upon this and you, you know, you've heard of God, but you really like don't understand much of like a revelation of who God is. Um, let me just tell you this. With God, there's no anxiety. With God, there's no depression. With God, there is no uh, fear, right? We have we have these things. We have fear. We have anxiety. We have depression. That's what we have, right? Think on this. A Christian can have anxiety. Anxiety. A Christian can have depression. A Christian can have fear. Because these are things that we can carry. But God himself does not have these things. And he has given us the ability to not have these things. So, so if you're dealing with these things, as a Christian or as a non-believer, you have to get to the root of these issues, right? What causes you to fear? What is causing the anxiety? We can mask it with medication. And I'm not dissing medication because some people do definitely need medication. It helps mellow them out because they can't, you know, sometimes the root of it is too deep. 
right? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not by any means telling you not to take medication. I'm not by any means uh, talking bad about being on medication. What I'm saying is that we can overcome these issues if we dig at the root of it. And the only way, as believers, as 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 non-believers, and if you're a non-believer, I'm praying for you to have a revelation of who God is. So, but we can overcome these things when we allow God to shift and move things and dig up and pull and be the gardener of our lives. And it might not take um, a second, but a second to, to change small increments of the anxiety, the fear. Right? It might just take a small second. I'm going to look up something. So the definition of fear is the unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. So I've been doing this thing where I've been looking at my genealogy and I've been seeing what my past ancestors have passed away from. And I'm determined to do the opposite of what they did, right? So that I don't have the dangers or the fear of what they've passed away from. So when you take fear, and if you're afraid of like, say like going outside or say, say you're afraid of like when it's, when it's nighttime, you don't know if somebody's coming, you don't know if somebody's right. And so you're just like so fearful, like you just do, you don't even want to go outside. Like you, you're, you're, when it becomes like so fearful where you're just kind of dreading everything outside, there's ways around that. So you have a belief that something or someone is dangerous. So why don't you put lights on the outside of your house? Motion lights. Because now when you look outside, you can see, right? So that do the opposite. So instead of nursing that fear, do something that will help you overcome that fear. Right? Do something that will cause you to address that fear. If you do that, I promise you, I promise you, you won't have that that feeling of danger. Uh, unsureness, um, un, unsettling. Right? I don't even know why I even went down that that uh, that discussion, but it's for somebody out there. If you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with anxiety, I just um, want to challenge you to to get at the root of it. And if you can't physically get at the, if you can't get at the root of it yourself, get help get help and help have somebody help you get at the root of it 
because you don't need to be living underneath that. All right, that's my spiel for today, guys. Uh, guys, <laughs> sorry. Um, main thing was gain that revelation. Get that, get that vision out there, right? And if you if you see how he was saying, like, if we puff ourselves up, you know, we're making if we're making these visions and goals and all that stuff, and it's based off of, you know, gaining so that we can we can be seen as glorious like we need to just reevaluate what we're putting down for visions what we're putting down for goals i'm technically right now writing my making my vision plain for myself getting a gaining a revelation and an understanding so you guys be blessed keep moving keep pushing keep pressing on don't give up. Wait for it. Don't tarry because it's sure to come. Y'all, I enjoy reading to y'all this morning. I enjoy talking to y'all. I hope y'all have a good day. Peace.